your unsettling Dr. Tom. <laughs> this is Professor Feather. This is the Midnight Dyspeptic Gadfly. <laughs> uh, this is Dr. Jennifer Lawrence's boyfriend. And... <laughs> And this is Bong watching from outside the window. The blue fez. <laughs> and <I> bring you. Mother. What's just slightly creepy? <laughs> so Fez, you think it's not possible that uh, Jenna, you know, she could be my girlfriend? No, 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 no. You I seem really not. surprised at that. I know. If I, I had a heart, it'd be hurt. No, I, I, that no, he's just I, outside I, watching through the window. Yes, That's I'm all. envious. I'm envious. Head. Yeah. Your head in a jar. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> but as envious as I am, I'm also hopeful because that means there's hope for me. So. <laughs> hope for head. That's the new. Uh, for, uh, <laughs> hope for head. For, uh, for a big festival. Yes, yes, yes. All day. Donate today. <laughs> so many veiled references. This is this is like. Classic Darren Aronofsky, I would say, <laughs> uh, which is we're talking about one of his movies during this particularly uh, good session, I will say. Um, this is Darren Aronofsky's, uh, I think, seventh feature film. We spend all our time here. I want to make a paradise. She redid all of that. Every last detail. And she breathed life back into every room. Are you happy? I love you. Come in. Hello. Hello. He's a stranger. We're just gonna let him sleep in our house. Hello. Hello. Did you know he had a wife? <gasps> he has pictures of you in his luggage. What were you doing in their luggage?
This is one of his, what I consider his two most controversial films. The other one being Requiem for a Dream. Woo, that's a rough one. And yes, well, this is absolutely as rough as that one. Um, It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a extremely well put together, intense masterpiece of filmmaking. It, there's, and it's also it's also like very derivative um, in a lot of ways, uh, which we can we can get into. But it's it's essentially the this, this story of a man and woman who live in this house in the wilderness, and that's the um, <laughs> kind of the the basic premise of the of the movie. Um, yeah. Although at the very beginning of this movie, and um, you will see you will see create you will see creation you see creation in the very beginning of this movie um this is a spoiler alert if you've not seen this movie you don't want to hear about it go away yeah this because we're going to talk about the movie oh yeah yeah um and the uh main character one of the two main characters who has no real name um has a crystal he puts into this little altered halter thing, you know, and this absolutely brilliant special effects of this rotted, burned, totally decrepit place transforming into reality, into our, our reality. Coming to life again. Coming to life. All the way up to the female who is played by who is who who dr head who who's the female uh, uh, <laughs> jennifer lawrence that's yes yes it is harvey Bardem Boy. plays the, <laughs> the this person this person and uh they are living in this idyllic Setting. house that she's renovating um that's the absolute basics of this movie. Um, and it it seems to be a really ideal situation. Everybody seems to be very happy and everything, which quickly deteriorates, uh, you know. So I, I'm going to leave it there and I'm going to kind of throw it. I mean, I have a lot of opinion about this movie, but I'm going to pass it on. Uh, so when do you guys step up? Well, before that, since I can't contribute, I am going to reveal my secret identity. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd Bridges, Ray Charles. <laughs> By this time, my face was aching for air. <laughs> no, watching the movie up? the first time. Uh, no, no, no. You, okay. Um, so, um, I ended up taking uh, Blue Fez Jr. with me to see this because uh, I, I was very much interested in seeing this on the theater. Um, I'm sure the movie is probably open to certain amount of interpretation on, you know, kind of uh, if you approach it. I, however, kind of gleamed into the sort of, I guess, the, the sort of the Christian ID, uh, you know, sort of Christian ideology in here almost immediately, having been in uh, Catholic grade school <laughs> and high school for a period of time. Um, I, I, I because I, I, I will say, I, I'm really interested in see what Dr. Head has to say about this. Um, but 
as controversial as this movie is for some people, I, I appreciated that the movie was made because I think this is what the medium is for stuff like this. I mean, yeah, the Marvel movies are great and all the other stuff, science fiction, yada, yada, yada. But it's stuff like this, stuff like The Lighthouse, um, you know, uh, the Florida Project, things that, that that kind of take you in some different directions. And I and, and as as out there as this was, I enjoyed the movie just for that fact alone. This was like a fever dream that you just kind of drop in and, and, and sat through. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's like how many times I would actually watch this again, but I appreciated <laughs> the just it for that reason that it was a, this this kind of like interesting take for the experience yeah. yes oh, oh yeah the experience absolutely i mean because after the the lights came up you know fez jr looks over at me and he's like what the was that <laughs> yeah. and i just kind of dropped a couple clues and then just kind of watch his mind go oh 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 and it's like thank you you got it there you go and i'm like yeah see it's, and so that that's my little take on there and i'll have more later but uh i want to turn this over to head head <laughs> Well, I think it's one of the best films uh, my girlfriend has done. But um, no, I, I, uh, I, I came into this not really knowing anything uh, about what I just heard. It was going to be uh, kind of rough, you know, and and that that, that was an, an understatement. <laughs> um, yeah. When you decide like fever dream, uh, it, it is it is a nightmare scape for me. The, the kind of psychological thriller horror movie that this is where you have this nightmarish situation that just gets out of hand and just goes and goes and starts off with just, just that level of uncomfortability, like the stranger showing up and like staying at this, the imposition of all that. And then it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, it, it reminded me of my first time, the only time I watched the 5,000 fingers of Dr. T um, <laughs> because I had, I had the flu. I had a really bad flu and I had 103 fever and I'm watching. I'm like, what? Uh, this is just so fucking scary. And this, this movie reminds me a little bit of that, but it's like reading Kafka. You know, there is this, this kind of unsatisfying nihilistic winding around. Like, you know, no matter what, it's just not going to end well for you. Um, you know, it's like, it, it, you know, it, it is, it is, yeah, Kafkaesque nightmare. I mean, that, that's, and that's why it's really disturbing for me to, to watch movies like this. Like, they're, they make me physically uncomfortable. But the performances are amazing. And it, this is one of the few movies that totally shocked me. Like, that big scene at the end. I'm not going to spoil it for Gadfly. I want him to, I don't, sorry, I I'm not going to spoil it. I was like, <laughs> oh my fucking God, are you, shit, are you fucking serious? Um, well, yeah, it's I, the, the, I the didn't scene. think they were going to do it. Yeah. And they yeah. did. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wow. I know. Oh, <laughs> good one. <laughs> yeah. But I'm pumped. <laughs> Unfortunate rim shot right there. <laughs> rim so shot. I'm rim so sorry. shot. Sorry. <laughs> so there, that I'll leave it at there, uh, and for the next one to line up and and talk. But uh, I mean, yes. yeah, never, never go crowd surfing. <laughs> <laughs> That's why ever since this movie, I've never and let people in my house. <laughs> exactly. So, Tar, what, what's what's your thoughts on? This? I thought it. 
the the photography and the the effects were beautiful. Um, it reminded me a lot of uh, David Lynch, you know, Lynchian type movies, early early Lynch stuff. Yeah, some of it, and there was some. Yeah, it was a mixture of things. It, well, the story itself is you know very along those lines you know like eraser you know just that very complete yeah which i enjoyed but uh yeah and the acting was you talked about this movie before you were saying we were talking about some other weird movies you were saying this is like those but on a high budget (laughs) it was just and that's almost exactly that's almost a perfect description of what it is i mean it's just it's so weird and just taking you on these but well done. <laughs> just, I don't know how to describe that. It's a, uh, it's not your normal movie. No, it you is, know, no. and that's what that's what's so enjoyable about it mm-hmm. to me. And that's what, yeah, I think that's what I've been kind of gravitating towards lately, anyway. And I, now I want to go back and revisit the other movies because I, I don't think I've, yeah, I would like to go see those, you know, watch them. But anyway, I enjoyed the movie. So, so Gadfly has said he hasn't watched yet. Yeah, uh, I, well, I, I, I have questions though. Like you say, special effects. Well, you just know? wait a minute. Let me let me talk. Okay, got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay, because everybody else has talked. I know I, I've got a lot to say about this movie. It's fucking great, man. That's all I gotta say. It's fucking great. Thanks. I'm done. Thank you. Now this, you know, my original take on it was. You know, the, the religious aspect of it is absolutely, Thank you. you know, comes forward. That's, yeah. you know, and if you and when you like in analyze a carry, like in a carry way, like a oh, horrifying carry. Yeah. Kind of well, well, Jim, with, Jim Jones. Yes. Kind of way. Yes. Uh, well, let me preface the this whole thing. This is to me one of the most significant things about this movie that I'm betting none of you. But now that, you know, I'm going to have to spoil it for Gadfly. This movie has no music. Mm. You are wow. Unless I... it's unless it's uh, diegetic music, some music that comes from inside. But there is that's I'm, all. That's all the, the my dog that happens okay. later. I got diegetes. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, you know, it, and right. it's a metaphor. But I, the way I interpreted it originally as I'm watching it, and, and I'm saying, yeah, this is like Javier is, uh, I went, well, he's not God. I'm saying, now this is what I'm saying. He's in my a head. writer. He's not, no, yes, he's a writer. And he's not just a writer. Here's the satirical part. He's a poet. And I think that's kind of telling, uh, and it's almost a subconscious telling out, and I'll tell you why I believe that in a minute here. Um, so, but it goes on and he, he but is creating this, he is it. creating this in his mind, you know, he does want to be a God because every poet has that super ego and he, because he's, he's insane, you know, this is what is happening. This is his insanity. This keeps playing over and over and over in his mind. So it's all one big delusion and it's bookmarked as a delusion from the crystal being put in in the beginning to the crystal being put in in the end. Um, And that was my original take. You know, I thought, okay. so I went out there into the old intranets and I looked to see what good old Mr. Aronofsky said about this movie. 
And his, I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, yeah, I kind of took this from the Bible, you know, and all these, you know, this, and it's about, you know, uh, how man disrespects the earth and, um, and, but then he, but he's, it's all, you know, he references all of his scenes to biblical. And if mm-hmm. you think that like, yeah. like the, you know, the, the two brothers coming in, they're Cain and Abel, Cain and Abel you know? Right. Yeah. And, and you can make that reference throughout the whole movie. Um, and so I'm like, Oh, okay. So, you know, I was wrong. But I like my version better that he was a poet and he was being satirical. So I think that's the subconscious real plot of Aronofsky. And he just doesn't know it. <laughs> oh, now, see, I thought he was like a well, he was a poet, but it was all this was a rewrite. So wait, the whole story, he keeps rewriting. You see it just the way it's filmed. You know, suddenly it jumps. There are certain scenes that, yeah, you know, they're yeah. just, there's no like yeah. a smooth transition between what's going on. It's just like boom, there, you know. And and at the end, you know, and that his shard is his idea that he has kept. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the that's gen- what he's Genesis. and he's so yes, <laughs> that is his core idea. But he's it's, this is like this is in this guy's head. But he truly is a writer. Yes, and it's just yeah, yeah. and a, a poet. Yeah, God be no, just a writer. He's a poet. He's a poet. But he didn't know it though. In the <laughs> he didn't. In, uh, yes, he did. The they they well, talked no, about his. Poet. He was having writer's block. Well, they said on, he was a poet. They said right. he was a poet. Well, yeah, because he said the story that his first like, his yeah. first book was yeah. But there anyway, he is. Yeah, yeah, and then he was supposed to be God. Yes, and then at the end when he it just okay that. That's not a good version here. Throw it in trash can here, and then you get the slightly different version that starts over again. Right, and it's and just like the the rewrite, and it's just yeah, yes. Anyway, because, because it's awesome. funny because you know what ruined it. Were 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 it was it the characters that he created, and as that unfolded, and ultimately you know, kind of trashed everything. You know, was it his inaction or his failure to act or to guide or whatever? And so, yeah, I, I, I kind of took a lot of that too. You know, he gets to the end, it's like, ah, bring it out. Reset, well, all these broad strokes to bring Wait. about the... Well, then he gets caught up in the euphoria of yeah. it. They're enraptured. And then as with any... If we're going with that writing analogy, then as, as every writer does, eventually you get caught up in your own yes, creativity, sir. right? Yes, you know. And exactly. this is all in this guy's head, though, too. And it's just well, that's, that's what that's I'm saying. A, that's, that's an interpretation, well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be the you know how you would interpret the actual filmic quality, you know? Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. I, no, I, I agree. And he he's just a mad poet. <laughs> and maybe that. At the end, you know, when you see the, two, you know, it's it, a different woman. Maybe the ride, is, uh, yeah. Yes, but anyway, the ride. the ride up to that, up to whatever the You're point right. is yes. at the end, yes. is just, it's really good, and it's really good horror, in mm. that it, mm-hmm. yeah. in that it, it use it utilizes a lot of horror um, tropes and and you know methodologies you know it, it, yeah. and done well yeah, we can get into the semiotics of it but anyway it's you know it uses all of that really really uh, a lot uh, but then in just in Aronofsky's way you know I Aronofsky has a, uh, I he's, love, a he's a master uh, director you know he's a master filmmaker I think just that not just a director because he wrote this too um, so he wrote he writes the best things that he does yeah well, but anyway that- 
this is it's just a, a very bizarre movie there's a and as it goes it's as a true horror movie you get more and more of the horror that comes forth and uh which is and it and it goes from idyllic <laughs> to the most chaotic utter depravity Atro- that, atro- atrocities, atrocities that you could ever right. see yeah and, and you're yeah, not and sure you and you watch this and you yeah. watch this but that you see the gradual you know aronofsky is brilliant at you know at his pacing and yeah. and how everything is exposed and um uh, i mean we could go into the furnace and you know just uh, there's so many as you're talking about yeah um his the camera his his, his unwillingness love to have sex um he yeah. you know she has to what does what does your favorite what does jennifer say you know and this is as far no, as only with dr head I think what I remember did, her but, saying that very. I clearly. think it's, it was that. That's what I distinctly. Said. <laughs> that's right. You never fuck me. This is Jennifer Lawrence saying, you know, that's what she says. They're having this, and he, she's looking at him. He's standing. You never fuck me. That's what she says. You know, that was so fucking powerful, just right there. And so he fucks her, <laughs> and they have a kid. Well, he's realized. It, back to what he is he's stuck in this loop he thinks he can get out of it by not fucking her but he fucks her anyway because he has to for some reason I'm in the loop. and yeah um i just but i think that's very powerful that, that oh yeah yeah and that, that kind of goes back to certain other but there's yeah. so many scenes in this that do that though too. It's oh yes weird, yes yeah. and yeah you bring in ed harris Who's this guy? Who's just this weird guy? Oh, that, that whole couple um, situation. Well, yeah, him and it's like the devil, and and um, oh. and you know his wife comes in, who is played by another very uh, Can I say nice looking real quick? woman, very good actress. Was uh, um, Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer? Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. 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 Can I say something real quick? Yeah. When she smiled, did she not look like the Joker? <laughs> A little bit. I'm saying, oh my God! Well, I thought so. Yeah. Which is yeah, flat yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Her, she had this almost. Yeah. It looks weird. I, I know it's her and her, you know, and yeah. now she's a little older too. But when she smiled, it had that really creepy look to it. Smile. No, I, yeah, no, I agree. Was, I agree. Yeah, was she was great. Ed yeah. Harris was great. She was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're both yeah. really good. They're, they're, they're good. Yeah, the cast, they're the cats, and the, yes. and the performances are all yeah, spectacular. All great. Yeah. Yes. And it's yeah. just yeah. so bizarre, I mean, too. Yeah. And that's a film. I mean, it's shot the way it's shot. I mean, the way, the, like you said, uh, Feather, the way the information is given to you, the kind of spoon feeding, because it just, it it takes you on this journey and you're you're investing yourself in there. And then it's like, like movies like uh, Children of Men, like you pull, you get pulled into it, you can't get out. It's a very uh, Lovecraftian kind of horror in that way. You know, the protagonist, you just get pulled in and there's this sense of inexorable dread. You know, it, it has to end in a certain way. And you know? all done without any kind of musical accompaniment, which I just find absolutely fascinating. And it works so good because he's so good. He does not have to rely on that that trope, you know, that, oh, let's give it that eerie music, you know. So we know that they, they're going to they're, now they're going to know something's happening. You know, none of that shit for him in this movie, you know. And he doesn't do that on every movie, but he didn't. And I think this is great for a horror movie. I just, you know, and it is a horror movie. Oh, it is a horror movie. <laughs> it, yeah. it is a horror oh, movie. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's, that, that is an excellent point. We did not get those audio cues. 
that get you kind of jazzed up for yes. what's coming. Yeah. Now, yeah. And so I think that's conditioning, my friend. Yeah. I, well, yes. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's old silent movie yes. conditioning. But yes. in this yeah. film, he's not going to let us know. It, yeah. We're we're all experienced oh, this, he, the the shocks yeah, of this movie yeah. the exact same way. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be in your face, raw, unfiltered, and unexpected, which is yeah. different. <laughs> it's like it's kind of like wow, okay, yeah. I like how well, just how they are staged though too, are are like dream sequences anyway, and it's just that's yeah, it's interesting. This is a, I put in the category of movies that I've I see once and I don't know if I'd ever really want to watch it again mm. because of the experience is so transformative uh, that first time and yeah, it's, it, it was so it was so intense like I don't I mean I didn't enjoy it the first time because it was made me so uncomfortable the whole the whole premise of it I was just like shaking it off like God this is the nightmare fuel this is the stuff I want to be fucking dreaming about you know <laughs> this is like in a, that those these the damn is Aronofsky <laughs> yeah well these the only kind of horror movies that really stick with you got a stalker Mr Aronofsky yeah this kind of like plausible like fucking nightmare stuff uh, fever dream you know like oh yeah. God um, so but. If if I if I did try to watch it, I would probably go back and just and just simply watch the shots being set, yeah, and, yeah. and just look at look at those and, and as as part of the tapestry. But but uh, oh, that no, it's worth the second watch, absolutely for that just reason. To see that just thing. to just to analyze, you know how how everything is put together. Yeah. Yeah. Because because the whole time your jaw's just going to be going oh, because everything is so good, you know. He, I rank Very him good. as one of the top directors of, of all time. Um, and, and especially you know, he, utilizing, and the he's still going, available. and he's still and he's still going really good. Um, but anyway, yeah. Well, really, that's about all I can say about what else can we say about this? Movie? Well, okay. So I want to get I want to get Head's opinion. Um, Especially because of some of the books you've written, what, <laughs> or at least one, at least, yeah, at one. least one. Damn you! It's yeah. like, <laughs> is this the elephant in the room? I don't know, but I, I'm insanely curious to get your to get your take on that because I guess like the film, a lot of it's open to interpretation. But mm-hmm. for me, and you know, coming from you know eight years of Catholic school. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there's. There felt like there was. I don't know if it was an obvious agenda or a slight agenda, but I'm curious to to know what you thought about that. I mean, yeah, the religious aspects are are pretty pretty blatant and obvious. Those those yeah, like, yeah. archetypal images, yeah. uh, you know, that he's using. Um, but I'm not sure if it's any closer to the truth than Life of Brian. You know, <laughs> it's probably a combination of the two. Um, you know, but but. It was it was every bit as horrific, but I also saw that cult aspect, like the worst part of, of religion, yes. okay, and how that spins you, off, you, yes. and that was kind of yes. the whipping up, like the, kind of what you see in Stephen King's The Mist, the, yes. you know, this kind of cancerous, extreme, radical Christianity that's holier than now and more about judging than forgiving. You know, they forget those conveniently forget the red words and just focus on the damnation part. Um, no, no, it was it was obvious, and and then you know, there, but there's also you know, uh, without uh, well, you talked about creation in the beginning. There's also this kind of pagan yes. side to yeah. it that. So I think it has a lot. There's there's multiple layers that you can look into it. Um, the whole just 
the mother, uh, you know, nurturing those those images and archetypes are there for a reason too. But the religious stuff is pretty pretty blatant and obvious, and and the fury, the furious uh, religiosity, yeah, it's kind of kind of frightening. Yeah, right, yeah, and, and the the whole the, like you said, the whole cult aspect. Yeah, I mean, yes. it is it is a cult, but there again, that's a statement against every religion, you know, right. because at some point, every religion is a cult. You know, um, was a cult and became a a, a bona fide religion. You know, but that's all. I mean, he's just talking. But he's just talking. I think he, you know, he's primarily basing this this whole thing off of you know the Christian ethic mm-hmm. and you know uh, and the christian mentality and morality and yeah, you know what their basis so that's why each one of the if you you can answer so i said we could go through this whole film and analyze every scene i can tell you where in the bible that scene yeah. is yeah. referenced you know um and he's saying his ultimate premise is, is you know his, his ultimate plot some summary is you know humanity disrespects mother earth <laughs> That's yeah. and so, that's his, and when you this, when you watch this from the beginning to the end and if you even if you don't know that you you figure that out you, you get it. it it becomes yes. pretty obvious yes and the th- things that she produces are not yes. appreciated yes. Right? this will be a great double feature with begotten oh yeah it would be it would be <laughs> that, that would be, be really that I would have a one. I would have a barf bag there for or you. lamb <laughs> was it that movie lamb this was yeah. like that yeah but. Yeah, yeah. I just think this movie is, is brilliant. It's it was very controversial when it yeah, came out, yeah, you know. Um, yeah, but rightfully so because it it created a dialogue, you know. Made yeah. you think oh, yeah. for some people, a monologue for others. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> so there you have it. I don't know. I can't, I don't know what else to say. Well, Watch it. I mean, I have it, a question. I have a quick question because uh, Aronofsky is really weird about using uh, computer graphics. Uh, you and you guys talked about special effects in this film. Do you know? He used a lot of them. But like, do you know what kind of effects they were? Were they like uh, practical effects? Because like the fountain, uh, they I have all those. Some of it's not practical. There were there were some. There were probably a lot of a lot of practical and also some CG. Okay. Uh, for yeah, right. Because the fountain, he has those uh, those uh, universe like the birth yeah. of the universe. But that's all like a microscope and oils, and so there's no CGI at all right, in right, those right. So I was just curious about like. Don't know. Don't know. I don't know uh, much that I don't. I never delved into the to the like movie when that, the, that the at the beginning when the house was becoming you know waking up. Yeah, that was CG. Yeah, you know, yeah, that was just yeah. basic. Yeah. But and good. Yeah, but CG. there's a lot. Of, no, no, <laughs> good but, CG. No, no, yeah, I didn't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but yeah. Well, like there is a lot of camera work. You know that I love how it followed her around. Uh, well, and and the scenes with the people. Uh, yes. Oh my yeah. goodness! There's scenes I, I, there where there's a lot of people in these scenes, and yeah, every and it's con- yeah. and you're constantly moving too, and it's, yeah. it's re- and it builds to that throughout yes. the movie. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, because starts out with Ed, yeah. Ed Harris, who, who I who I guess I don't know if I guess he's the devil. I don't know, you know, and but then who is who are is we, they, they, or were they the Adam and Eve? Adam no, and Eve. That's, that's how they're I Adam and Eve. No, you're yeah. right. They are Adam and Eve because it was their sons. That's right. We're Abel and Cain. You're right. No, you're right. Yeah. 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 That so, wasn't until the sons popped up that I start, went, yeah. oh, wait a minute. I think I know where this is going. Especially <laughs> when he kills him. Yeah. yeah I go, <laughs> that's confirmation right there. Yeah. My son, oh, no, no, no. And then we're going to start a DC line of comic books. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, yes. House of Mystery. But anyway, oh, like, oh, all Aronofsky movies, <laughs> like all Aronofsky movies, this one it deserves a watch or three. A thumbs up. Yeah. yeah. Well, from it's your description, nice. I now want to watch it. So, it's, Yeah, it's, it's horrific. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, I, I'm a horror aficionado, and this this disturbed me all, more than most horror movies have ever come close to. You know, like people said, oh, you know, Midsommar was so horrifying. I'm like, oh, it's a, it's the Wicker Man. You know, I, I yeah. get it. <laughs> yeah. You know? But, I mean, it, now there's another movie we should probably talk about because there's a lot of symbolism. Wicker Man? No, no, no Midsommar. Oh, um, yeah. But, you know, I, yeah. I love horror, but, again... This this is the kind of horror that just fucking unnerves me, and it just gets to like more the psychological. Heart of, than yeah, the, well, that and the, the fever dream aspect, the nightmarish quality to it, because it seems plausible. Like this is the kind of thing <laughs> that you just can't wake up from. That's why it reminds me of reading Kafka. Kafka makes well, you yeah. feel uneasy. Yeah. Like this, it's yeah. like oh, I just get this malaise. Like oh, geez, why the why the fuck did I read this? And that this movie makes me feel that way. Like why the fuck am I doing watching Dark this? City? Yeah. Well, Dark City was entertaining in a science fiction way. This this movie just is disturbing, but that's just me. You know, that's my horror. Oh, a combination. But now I want to watch it again. But it I, is it is very disturbing. Well, I, I think Requiem uh, for a Dream is one of my the most disturbing, sad movies I've ever seen. You know, I mean, there's it the, is. by the time you get yeah. to the end, I am almost every time I watch it, and I've only watched it maybe three times. I'm I'm in tears. I mean, it just it just really freaks me out. You know, um, and then the Ellen Burstyn is that who the old, yes old, yeah yes her part just makes me so sad. I don't I don't know what it is about it. It's that kind of lone old person. Yeah. You know, I'm like it's oh. a yeah. That's going to be me. <laughs> it's a fantastically <laughs> horrific movie. <laughs> but it's always, yeah. yeah, it's amazing. Yes. That, that, uh, what, how they shot that scene of her when she gets speed and she's cleaning yeah. and he's yeah. got that giant uh, rig that he uses. And that's why I was asking about the special effects because he's really yeah. good at using practical effects that yeah. look like, uh, CG. Um, but I know in like Noah, and he did this. Well, yeah, he did in Noah he used so he used CG, but it was great. And uh, if you haven't seen Noah, or uh, is that what it's called, Noah? Noah, yeah, yeah, Noah. It's actually a really good movie. I, I was really surprised by it. Um, I just started watching it like a couple of years ago, and I'm like, I got sucked in and couldn't stop. So with King Leonidas as Noah, right? Yeah, that- yeah, he's really good. Okay, nice. Yeah, so it's really huh. good. I want to see him like say you know this is sparta and kick the animals on board the ship you know <laughs> or introduce the this is horses <laughs> boom get him right in the, yeah, make huh? room for my dragon <laughs> yeah hey hey That'd stop that beaver from fucking that duck we're gonna get a platypus out of this <laughs> we'll have some splendid to do <laughs> yeah, planet pussies. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, you guys want to watch me take a dump? Say! <laughs> thank oh. you, Do- thank you, Doctor Tar. Oh, you're very welcome. 
Huzzah! <laughs> I've been watching the, the, the Sasquatch gang. <laughs> this is like an well, this is like an Aronofsky movie. <laughs> <laughs> We're <of>. waiting. <laughs> oh, hey, I, you can watch I, uh, uh, Unsane Tar Radio. Tar and Feather. Sane. Tar and Feather. Radio. Little, little. There you go. That's what this movie did to us. <laughs> Show us where the movie hurt you. <laughs> you got a yardstick. Uh, yes, yes, that's behind our Patreon wall. So that's, <laughs> that's Pantreon. Pantreon wall. Pantreon. My Pantreon. Never watch that. There's a trademark. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> our, our Pantheon wall. Oh, sorry. Spray on. <laughs> Spray on. Spray off. Uh, and then you got heavy metal horror. Uh, horror! Horror! Coming up your way. Hey, only a few more months left in this season. After 18 months, we're taking a much needed break. There you go. Heavy metal horror on the Instagrams, on the YouTubes, on the Rokus. And if you want to get even more fill of heavy metal horror, go to unsaneradio.com and look up. There's heavy metal horror. You can watch or listen to every episode, whatever happens. I don't know. <laughs> I've never watched one. That pile of shit. I've never watched one, but I just word says. No, you can hear it. You can hear it. It's the it's the audio. Only and on Wednesdays, jump on Facebook and check out We Freaks. W e e f r. E-E-K-Z uh, Family-friendly webcomic Guaranteed to lift your mood Not not bring you sort of down like <laughs> Gonna do a reference to mother? No, I'm not free? Not at all No, no, no In fact, my kids are not allowed to watch that <laughs> Just, no, come on, say, just drop this line Just drop this line Now, it, now it's dark it's not going to milk it, that's all. It just won't milk it at all. Yeah, the Midnight Gadfly will be appearing on a chain gang full with uh, ball and chain. Yep. <laughs> Working in the cold, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can mosey on down to uh, Psycho Cinema, Jar and Feather on, on the Facebook. <laughs> on the Facebook. <laughs> and Vimeo. And Vimeo. Oh, uh, yeah. Watch Zip full episodes, open. watch shorts, wash their shorts right there. You can and see our shorts all you want. <laughs> <laughs> and check out the who, spicy meatballs, Who makes too, more yeah. streaks? Well, that's a tar. <laughs>
Seamus Wang. And I never thought I'd be over. <laughs> We're going to start again. It's a rewrite. <laughs> We're going to mother this. It's the mother of all fades. <laughs>